Bon dia. Welcome to the Mixed Fam Abroad podcast. I'm your host, Yvette, a Chicana mom of two who moved her little familia abroad from Southern California to Porto, Portugal in 2021. In this podcast, you'll hear all about what it's like navigating our mixed and neurodiverse family in a new country. If you're curious about what it's like to move abroad, then you're at the right place. We can't wait to share this new experience with you. Welcome back, everyone, to the Mixed Fam Abroad podcast. This is your host, Yvette. I am here with Josh, and we have an episode today all about what it's like going to the grocery store and going grocery shopping in Portugal. The reason why we wanted to record this episode is because going to get groceries is one of the first things that you're going to do upon arriving here. And you'd think it'd be a really easy and straightforward thing to do, but when you are a newcomer, there are different forms of culture shock that are involved when you're going grocery shopping from not knowing the names of the store to not knowing the language to not knowing how they do things here. And so we wanted to talk to you about our experience, grocery shopping, different stores that we've been to, um, the different types of culture shock we have experienced and um, any advice that we have for folks who are new to Portugal and you know about to start running errands for yourself. So yeah, um, we'll start with talking about our reactions the first time we went to a grocery store here. So I'll have you, Josh, start talking about your reaction when you first went. I don't even remember which one was the first one you went to. I went to uh, Continente Bondia. So Continente is one of the large, one of the largest brands of grocery stores here. It's like Kroger's, um, but there are different sizes. So the Continente is normally a big store, like. Walmart, but they have a Continente Bondia, which is the very small, like essential needs store that are kind of in the city, like a city target, where it's a smaller condensed version of, you know, the bigger stores. Um, so that one was okay. Um, the aisles are very narrow and the selections are limited. So um, you're kind of just in and out and you're kind of in the way with people and um, it's kind of shocking because um, so when people shop, you don't really use carts. Um, you use a little hand basket or one of the little stroller baskets uh, because it is a smaller store. And people tend to just leave their stuff in the aisle instead of moving it to one side. So, and the aisles are already small. So you kind of have to, you know, excuse me, I'm trying to get through, you know, in English. And they're just looking at you like, why don't you just go around, you know? But um, that was my first reaction at a smaller store. And um, when I went to Continente, one of the bigger ones, it was massive. Just going in there, um, you can, they have everything there. You know, you can shop for clothes, you can shop for baby um, equipment or essentials. You can shop for uh, automotive parts there as well. Uh, there's a pharmacy. Um, so it's, it's like a Walmart super center. Um, they sell everything there. Um, 
but they their brand of food, the quality is kind of like Kirkland, uh, where you don't really associate, you know, store name brands as being good quality, but here it is. Uh, what was your reaction? Um, the first uh, time I went grocery shopping was going downstairs, a little mom and pop shop that we have here where we live. We've got a bakery and we've got a little, little, what are you, what do you call them? Yeah, a little market. And um, one was realizing, oh, oh, wow, I need cash because uh, I'm not used to carrying cash with me. Two was this lady does not speak any English and has no idea what I'm saying. So needing to on the spot, memorize some phrases to ask her for what I needed. And then, you know, hoping and praying that I understood what she asked me for when she told me how much was the total because she didn't, there was no like cash register with the screen to tell me how much I owed. Um, so that was a little intimidating. Um, again, mostly because of the language barrier and having to remember to bring cash with me. The first time I went to a big supermarket was going to Continente. And like Josh said, it was really big and it was really packed that day. So I felt completely overstimulated, like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Uh, I felt rushed through the aisles because there are people behind me and in front of me and having to comb through each aisle to try to find the things that we needed and they, them not being in always in a language that I understood that was overwhelming. So I just, I felt rushed. I didn't get everything that I needed. And I was just surprised by some things that we'll talk more about when we talk about the culture shocks and some things that are different when you grocery shop here. Because a lot of those things came up yeah, and it just threw me off. I was like, wait, I didn't know that I was supposed to, you know, weigh the produce and add a tag to it. And now they're not letting me pay for it. So those things were just again, just threw me off. And once you get past that, the first or second time making a couple of mistakes, then it gets easier each time. Now we don't really think twice. We don't really, you know, we go grocery shopping and, and don't worry about it. So yeah, let's talk about the different grocery stores because we were trying to come up with a list of the stores we've been to. We've tried out a lot of different places because we eat a very mixed diet. I mean, we eat Mexican food, Vietnamese food, other types of Asian food, American food, and now I guess some Portuguese food. And so we we are always looking for specialized ingredients and that's why we've been to a wide range of different markets. And so we'll, we'll talk about eight of the different Portuguese markets we've been to, what they are, their names, and, and if we could compare them to a U.S. store, what we what it reminds us of. So we'll we'll start with the big one, which is Continente. We've already talked about it. Yeah, it's big like Walmart or Target, um, but their store name brand food quality is similar to like Costco. So something that you don't think associate as good quality being store name brand, but here it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, Costco has done a good job with their Kirkland brand of being known for having, 
a generic brand that's really good quality. And we found that of the food that we found that's Continente brand has been real, relatively good quality. We just can't find anything like a Costco here that has, um, what's it called? Like, bulk. yeah, bulk items. That's not really a thing that we've been able to find here. But the closest to finding lots of items or just if you need to find something, go to Continente because it's such a big store. There's a good chance you're going to find what you need. Yeah. The next one it has a similar name, Continente Bondia, but it's not the same. So what's the difference here? It's just extremely small. Uh, their selections are limited. It's kind of like a city target where mm. they have, you know, it's a, a more condensed version of the bigger store. And then so you only have a limited selection on some of the, the items, yeah. different items there. Yeah. One store that we found that is here that's also happens to be in the US is Aldi. And it's really funny because we didn't shop at Aldi before because we didn't have an Aldi near us, but here we've started shopping at Aldi. And um, it's very similar, except it's just, it feels like it's smaller than the ones you find in the US. Yeah. yeah. But um, it's interesting because in the Aldi here, you can actually find some US brand items. Like we found Trader Joe brand items here. And it's funny the way that they package them because they put like a big old um, U.S. flag <laughs> for it's like for the branding of it. Uh, so it has a Trader Joe, like the same text and logo for Trader Joe's, but with the, the American flag in the background. And to our disappointment, we found that the Trader Joe items, the American brand items are actually not as great as the local brands here. So we found better quality food items and cheaper food items and the local brands yeah so the next one is Salado um, and this is another shop that we found um, pretty useful for specialty items you want to say a little more about Salado so it's basically uh, vegan and health uh, conscious you know grocery store they sell um, you know some of the things that we need like tofu like mm -hmm. um, bigger size tofu uh, avocado oil they sell their uh, nutritional yeast yeah and those are um, things that you don't find easily I couldn't find nutritional yeast anywhere I don't think we could find avocado yeah. oil either yeah. Huh? Nope. yeah so and then the big like the giant tofu <laughs> we eat a lot of tofu in our house because of our plant-based diet um, so we've been able to find the, the big one big size tofu there yeah um, next up is El Corte English yeah so that is a big um, American style uh, department store. Mm -hmm. So you can, it, it's similar to like a Macy's, you know, you got different levels with, you know, women's clothing, you know, uh, kids. They also have a super Mikado there, the grocery store. Um, the only thing about that is um, that it's extremely expensive. So um, if you need to find something, you know, similar to like American brands or something that you would find in America, um, that would be the place to go. So when we first came here, we needed um, uh, converters for some of our tech equipment. And that was the only place that we can find uh, really good quality uh, converters. And uh, yeah, so they have everything there. Yeah, I mean, initially we went to El Corte English because it's close to us. But then upon realizing how expensive things were and that we could get some of the same items at other places for a lot cheaper, we, we've minimized our visits there. We, we only go there if there's something that we 
absolutely cannot find elsewhere. But yeah, El Corte Inglés, they have their supermarket. It's more expensive than the other ones. So we don't really go there anymore. Yeah. Uh, the next one is Ochen. Ochen, uh, I think. Or... Ochen. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's similar to uh, Corte um, Cotanete. Um, uh, I've only been in there a few times just to get uh, some small items. You can usually find that at like malls. Um, so uh, Arriba. Arrabida shopping. And, yeah. um, or Arrabida shopping, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, what's the other one that we went to? The Mars shopping. El Norte or the other Mars? Mars. Oh, yeah. There's a bunch of malls near us. <laughs> and we've been to, to all of them. No, not all of them, but we've been to a bunch of malls close to us. And we found that most of them have an Aushan, which yeah. isn't, yeah, it's fine. Um, not our favorite, but also not the worst <laughs> supermarket here. All right. The, we have two more that we've tried out. Um, one of them was called Mini Preso. And that one is a smaller store that we actually ran into when we drove somewhere and went the wrong way and decided to stop by somewhere just for fun to take a little break on our going off the road. And when we got there, we found that they had, you know, affordable diapers. So we bought some diapers. But um, yeah, it was just it felt like um, almost like a drugstore size. Well, actually, it's a little bigger. Never mind. Yeah, they have they have their own bakery there um so it's similar to like a food for less or um, they, there you go yeah or uh what's that mexican store that, <laughs> i that, don't know um what are um, you Vallarta? yeah Vallarta. <laughs> don't call it that Vallarta. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's similar to that i mean you can find Vallarta for those of you who are in SoCal and recognize that show. The mini preso reminded Josh of Fayerta. <laughs> yeah, so they have a small bakery in there and you can find um, the basic essentials and then some cheap um, baby items, depending. Um, they have a lot of stuff on sale all the time. So um, we just stocked up on diapers because it happened to be on sale um, when we arrived. Yeah, and then the last type of store we've been to um, are the mom and pop shops, particularly the one downstairs, super convenient because if we ran out of something like eggs or water or milk, we could easily go downstairs and get that. Um, that was really helpful, especially in the beginning when we didn't know where we were, we didn't know where to go. It was nice to know that we could at least go to that supermarket, I mean, the little mom and pop shop and get some essentials there. Yeah. Yeah. Now let's talk about the things that threw us off, the culture shock though, when we arrived and we're like, wait, what, they they do this here? Like, yeah, this is so, different from the US. So the, the first thing I noticed that you need to pay for a cart. So um, you basically, the carts are locked. Um, you put in a coin. Um, usually it's like 50 cents, a dollar or one euro or two euro. And you put it in there and then it's just a way of, you know, holding people, uh, customers responsible for putting their carts back. So um, when you're done shopping, you, you put your cart back and then you're able to retrieve that deposit that you made in using that uh, cart. It's a little bit different than the U.S., <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just their way of making sure that, you know, carts aren't just left anywhere. Yeah, left anywhere. Um the only places where you don't really need to pay for using the carts are usually at the malls. Um, <laughs> Which is why Josh likes to go grocery shopping at the malls. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just a lot quicker. Um, they have a lot of big baskets, um, like trolley baskets. 
uh, stroller baskets um, at the stores that you can carry around, um, you know, kind of roll around instead of having to carry yeah. the little small uh, hand yeah, basket. Yeah, it's like a basket, but it rolls. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's a little rolly basket. I was going to say about that coin thing. I personally think it's a more efficient way of yeah. doing things. Uh, and I know that it's not just Portugal that does this. It might be a European thing because I know of at least Germany, one person too. yeah like someone in germany was telling me that that's what they do there so it might be a european thing that we just didn't know about that's different from the u.s um but i don't mind it uh, so long as i have a coin with me and if not again you can just get one of the bas the rolly baskets uh, it, it doesn't hold as much but it, it's still it's fine it still works okay the next thing was something that really threw me off. So I'll talk about it was going to the grocery store and getting produce and then seeing all these people like getting tags and putting tags on their produce bag or asking someone to weigh their produce. And then that person was giving them a little like tag, a little like sticker to put on their bag and me thinking, wait, is this just for specialty produce or is it for all produce not knowing and then going to the register and the cash cashier not being able to to ring our produce i think it was like limes or something that we had we didn't get we didn't tag it and so we couldn't pay for it we couldn't buy it because we hadn't had it tagged that i was i was very surprised about because i didn't know that that's what they do here you want to say a little bit more about yeah that? so that's similar to when you're buying meat um that little tag that tells you the weight of the product and then how much that actual product is after being weighed that's basically what you would get tagged on your produce. So, so the cashier doesn't weigh it for you. They don't label enter, it for you at all. Enter in the, the code for whatever it is. They get have. annoyed at you if you don't do it yourself. Yeah. So you have to do that. There's um, when you buy the produce um, where the name of the produce is, they'll have the numbers. You pick out whatever it is produce. You take it to the, uh, the scale and then you put in the number and it'll automatically weigh it for you and then give you a tag. And then you, you can tag your bags or put it on your produce. And that's what they would use to scan the actual barcode yeah. here. I mean, the closest thing for me in the US was, I remember, you know, one of the first times I went to Sprouts buying something from the bulk bin items and not realizing that I needed to label it with the number. And then the, you know, <laughs> the cashier telling me that I needed that. But here we didn't know. Also, we don't understand what they're saying. As we were thrown off the first time when we made that mistake, but now we know better. So now we are, you know, more mindful of getting our stuff weighed and tagged when we buy them. Um, oh yeah. So next culture shock is just like the packaging and the languages of the packaging. I don't know if you want to say a little bit more about that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's a lot of the stuff is in Portuguese, some things are in other languages mm -hmm. as well, um, depending on um, the type of items that you're getting. So Asian brand items will have it in their native language, and then they'll have printouts in printout stickers in Portuguese and covering the original labels and, and what that is. So you're kind of like, oh, now you're kind of forced to have to read yeah. Portuguese. Yeah. I mean, I feel like one thing I'm reminded of constantly living here is that in the US, it's it's so monolingual and English is such a predominant language and you're not encouraged to be multilingual. Whereas here, it's 
it's expect it's almost expected that most people know at least a second language, probably a third and fourth language. A lot of people are multilingual here, which is pretty cool when you go grocery shopping and you see a ton of stuff with at least three different languages on it. Like we'll yeah. see labels in Portuguese and Spanish. And then it's kind of cool because then I can understand the Spanish or it'll be in Portuguese, then Spanish, then English and German. And I don't know what other languages I don't understand. <laughs> uh, let's see, Swiss is another one that's yeah. usually on the labels. I've seen a um, lot of Spanish, a lot of Portuguese and Spanish. Yeah, Spanish, uh, I think Danish too, because D, D is Denmark. yeah, yeah mm -hmm. Danish. So yeah, those are the main ones that we see on most packages here. Which is nice for me because if it's not in English and it's in Spanish, you know, I speak Spanish, so it just helps to be able to understand things because their labels tend to not only be marked in Portuguese. Italian as well. Yeah, well, it's just, I'm telling you, it's all kinds of languages are on the labels of the products. It just depends on where the product is, is, made, is made and coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we've talked about this before, but the next thing that was a bit of a shock is just the size of the items that you purchase here compared to how everything is supersized, oversized, big. You don't even realize that it's big living in the U.S. because you normalize it. So yeah, packages being small, buying meals, buying items, buying things that are just smaller than you're used to when they're prepackaged, that we're starting to get accustomed yeah, to. Yeah, everything is tiny. So toilet paper <laughs> is, I'm used to Kirkland size, you know, toilet paper rolls. And so when I got here, I'm just like, this is the toilet paper roll. Josh is very particular about his TP. I'm like, whatever, give me whatever, give me newspaper. <laughs> so yeah, it's. That's my working class poor background. I'm like, I don't care. I didn't need to clean myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so but uh yeah everything is smaller here it's smaller portions um yeah everything is just tiny like yeah it's and little thinner jars. yeah little jars smaller thinner and 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 generally more eco-friendly I'm, I'm telling you you buy something and instead of it being in a package that you can reuse it's in a package where it's uh, like we we bought oatmeal and um lentils and, and quinoa and chia seeds and they're in bags where you like open up the bag and they expect you to like put it in some kind of storage container yes so it's not a resealable bag it's not in a container that you can reuse it's in a very like disposable. thin disposable item where it's, the assumption is that you're going to put it in, a, in a, another container yeah which again Initially, it's it's throws you off a little, but when you when I think about it, I appreciate it because it's forcing me to be more eco friendly. Yeah. yeah. All right, we talked about this next thing that was a shock to us, um, but we can say it again, which is the the store name brands. Yeah. So that it's better quality and it's a lot cheaper. So um, when we first got here, we're used to buying you know American brands, you know. Um, Palmolive, um, you know, was Avino, the, all those brands are all like what you would find in America, mm -hmm. but they're three times the price. Yeah. So, so worth it. Um, yeah, once, once you start getting out of that mindset of, you know, yeah, you're, you're used to buying the stuff that you you're accustomed to in America. Um, you end up saving a lot more, more money if you end up going with store name brands, because they're actually a 
better quality. Yeah, we went way over budget our first month because um, we, we check our budget every month to see how we are. We went way over budget with groceries because not only were we stocking up on things from scratch, but also we were trying to find the American brand version items of it. And that was more expensive. So we learned the hard way. And now, you know, this is our third going into our third month here. And um, hopefully we'll be better at sticking to our budget because now we know the better quality brands that are actually more affordable here. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say this over and over and over again, and you're, you might be annoyed, but the, the whole language barrier that is continues to be a culture shock thing less so now, but initially, yes, of course, duh, we're in Portugal. They're going to speak Portuguese. Yes. In theory, you know that, but in practice, praxis in person, when you're there and everybody around you is speaking a language you don't understand it is a culture shock. Yeah. And so that's why I actually dreaded going to the grocery store when we first arrived. I got a little panicky and nervous and anxious because I was like, I want to go alone. Oh my gosh, like no one's going to understand me. What if I don't do this right or that right? And just that, that shame, being embarrassed, being shy. But you know, you do it once and then you do it again. And yeah, you might mess up. You might make mistakes and eventually it gets easier. And now it's not really that big of a deal. Yeah, yeah it's one of those where here, just take my money and then hopefully you just give me back, give you the right <laughs> amount of money. I mean, the good thing is that Portuguese people tend to be really nice. So they're not going to like try to steal your money. <laughs> yeah. So they're not going to be like this dumb American. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you're, you're basically just paying for stuff without really knowing the prices when you, when you first arrived. Because, well, now we know because yeah. we know the numbers. Yeah. Right. But, yeah. Before that, it was just kind of either, can I pay with my card or, you know, it, some places won't accept, you know, uh, American brand, you know, payment cards. cards. Yeah. yeah. So we would use either uh, cash or our Portuguese bank account. And um, a lot of times I don't understand what it is, the amount that they're telling me when we yeah. first arrived. So you're just well, paying it. And then once you get the receipt, you can yeah. see it you can see how much you actually spend. That's right. And, you know, we do our budget in now we, we convert it from euros to dollars because we're buying things in different currencies. So um, when we're doing our budget, we have to account for that, for the change in the currency between euro and dollars to make sure that we're, we're still on budget. Yeah. Um, okay. And then the last thing that again, throws us off is or threw us off, less so now, because we know to expect it. When you go and you're about to pay, you know, one thing that they ask you before you pay is whether or not you want a bag. So they'll ask you something about a saco, because saco means bag. I don't even know how they say it, un saco, or... Yeah. And then they also ask for your numero de utente, numero de utente, and they usually they say, or numero de contribuente. Um, and by that, they mean they're asking for your NIF. And so a lot of times they'll ask for the NIF <laughs> or they asked us for the NIF. We didn't know they were asking for that. We just kind of like didn't say anything. And they just, you know, charged us without um, inputting our NIF. You yeah. don't need to, but it's something that they ask. It's good to, to give it to them if, if you know it and you um, know that that's what they're asking for. Yeah. The first time when they asked for that, I thought they were asking for the um, loyalty reward card. And I was like, oh. no, I don't. I don't have one you know because that's every place has their own reward system and 
Um, I haven't I hadn't signed up for one yet, and that's basically what I thought they were asking for. Um, the next thing is, uh, let's see. Well, I think now is a good time to transition to talking about um, advice if yeah. if you're new to Portugal and you're going grocery shopping and perhaps like us. I mean, Josh wasn't nervous. I was nervous, but you know, you want to minimize the type, the different types of culture shock that you experience when you're there. So what are our tips, advice for that? When you're um, first time or first few times going grocery shopping? I have some key phrases. Like for me, it was <laughs> Vase Ben, like, do you sell? And then put in whatever it is that you're trying to look for. Um, and then um, <laughs> have pictures of the items that you're trying to find or the the basic ingredients, you know, like if you're looking for broccoli, have a picture of broccoli. That way you can kind of, you know, you can kind of just show them uh, what it is that you're looking for. Um, and it'll actually help them a lot better instead of just like, I don't know what the heck you're talking about, American, you know, so. In American? No, American, <laughs> like, I don't know what you're talking about, American. Oh, I see. Yeah. So um, knowing a few key phrases, although I don't even understand that, what you said, um, but having a few phrases handy is helpful and understanding a few phrases, like knowing what they're going to ask you, if they're going to ask you for you, numero de contribuente, if they're going to ask you for a saco, knowing those words is helpful. Bringing cash is helpful just in case they Oh, they don't accept um, credit card if it's a mom and pop shop or if they only accept a Portuguese bank um, card. When we first got here, we didn't have our bank cards with us. We had to go pick it up in person. And so we it was helpful to have cash with us and um, the pictures, having coins and just being open, open minded, keeping in mind all the other things that we mentioned to you about our experiences there when it comes to you know, tagging produce, you know, using a coin for your cart, um, taking your time to get to know the different brands. And um, oh, another yeah. thing, um, if you do need help looking for items, just look for the people that are the, the shoppers. The, because if you order for delivery or pickup, you have the people that go and actually get the items for you. They're the people that know where everything is because they have to go and shop for um, orders online orders you've done that yeah so if you ask oh. they they carry around big old carts with a giant computer screen uh attached to the carts and they're the ones that go and um process the online orders and they're the ones that you would want to ask because they know where everything is huh that's a useful tip i didn't even yeah. know that yeah so that's it i know i to me i was thinking well an episode all about grocery shopping but it's true it's like one of the first things that you're going to do if I knew all these things upon arriving, again, I wouldn't have been as thrown off. It would have been helpful. So we hope that similarly as you're planning your move abroad or if you're planning to just come visit, um, your experience going grocery shopping is a little bit easier after listening to our episode. Thanks so much. And we will talk to you all next time. Thank you so much for joining us in the Mixed Spam Abroad podcast. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or email us your review at mixedfamabroad at gmail.com. You can also show your support by following us on Instagram with the same username at mixedfamabroad. Adeus!